Bordello, shout out to them, and I had to come back. That was the left hook. I had to come back with the right cross, and I said, and I've been looking for you for a minute, but so I've been quiet hunting. I had to go look through the, 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 the what do you call it, through some of the deserted roads of the Sahara and and <laughs> wherever you be doing and walking or whatever you do nowadays, I'm going to find out, but I was like, I got to get Nick Jet, and then I was like, I was glad when I got in c- contact with you, and I was glad that you were able to jump on in Europe because I know it could be a bitch. There's also a lot of time at hand, but it also could be a pain in the ass to jump on. So I'm glad you jumped on. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's like little windows. Yeah, exactly. You feel like you got the whole day, but then all of a sudden you're like, you got sound check. And yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You don't want to miss. You don't want to miss dinner. Dinner is only from like 20 minutes before, and then it's all gone. Exactly. You know the deal. How that shit goes. That's why I was. I was yeah. like, all right. And I know the one good thing was I figured. You know, you guys are move. You put you're in a bus, uh, right on this run, right? Correct. Yeah, and you're up on the bus. Yeah. But yeah, so I figured, okay, you know, they'll be traveling in the night. They might get in a little earlier. That's the only reason. I say, okay. Usually, I tell dudes, hit me when you get back, because I know it's a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. But, um, we'll make it happen though. Oh yeah. What's up with you? Where you been? And there's a lot of shit going on with Nick Jet, and I'm I hear this as I go through people talking. They're like, oh Nick this, Nick. I learned new things about the family and everything that I didn't know. Yeah, you know, it's like staying busy with all types of stuff. But, you know, over the over the pandemic, there was like, what do you do with the band? You know, so we were we were trying to stay as busy as possible. And then also during the pandemic, like like real life shit, I ended up getting married and and uh, that's what I was saying. Had a little baby girl. So. You know, that's what I'm saying. Family business. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I so I think I had heard, but I kind of it was in the back of my head. Then I heard somebody else, maybe Vogel or somebody said something about maybe yeah, it was Vogel talking about, oh yeah, Nick being a father. I said, Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, he did. I was like, good for him. I'm glad, man. We need more babies in this world. Well, it was always cool. I mean, hanging out with you guys, and I know you, you know, you guys always have family and you know, you and Freddie yeah. always, you know, we, we looked up to you guys, but I always, you know, I always saw like you, you guys can make it happen, go on the road and, yeah. and, and, you know, and still take care of the family and everything. And I yeah. just figured, yeah, you know, yeah. with, with Scott's help and with, with the band's help of, you know, making Make sure it. we got time off and stuff like that, which yeah. it worked out really cool. The band almost took like a paternity leave for me. Yeah. Yeah. So and, we and had, exactly. And that's great. Yeah. That People don't understand that. Um, um, that's the thing with that. It's it, it's a hard thing because um, you know, it's hard for us to get away, especially having a brand new baby. It's hard in every way. But I learned throughout the years we are very, very, very lucky because, you know, this is the way it goes with being a, a touring parent and a new baby. So, yes, we have times big you know, sections of time that we're away. But when we're home, we're 24 hours with them. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. always home with our parents every day, but they weren't with us 24 hours. They had to work, then they were tired, then they cooked for us, and they were just wanted to get us out because they were tired from, you know, they're humans working, taking care of kids. So, yeah, we're there for, you know, they got love for us, but, you know, American family, you know, both parents working, if you got both, and... You know, you get the yeah, you know tough. you get your little increments where you can. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, now so we've been yeah. we've been fortunate fortunate enough. My my wife, she's been able to take some time off of work, so she's been home a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, since our baby's been born, and and yeah, you know, when when I'm home, it's like yeah, I can yeah. take the load off my wife, and you know, I just go and take care yeah. of baby time, and go on walks, and and pick up the slack, and I'm just there, like. So there's you, some real sure. advantages, you know, doing doing it how we do it. Yeah, there's pros and cons to both. <clears throat> None is worse or better than the other. But we have an option. All these people that say, oh, I can't because this and that, it's all bullshit. Yeah. You can make it. Look, if you love 
you know, that, and try to be, I'm not trying to be Toby right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the yeah, fact I'm is, when you me. love somebody, like your child, where it's unconditional, it doesn't matter what oh. the fuck you do. You be on yeah. Mars and you're like, don't worry. If I got to float there, I'll be there in 30 years floating from it, but I'm on my way. You know, you know how that yeah. is. You like it. Doesn't and the and FaceTime is like a game changer. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's like back in the day doing, you know, pay phones and shit. It's like now you get on FaceTime. It's like my baby's six months old and she recognizes me over FaceTime. Yeah. And she knows my voice. And it's as different, you know, than totally being away and not being able to communicate with them. So, you know, Big like time. pop up on FaceTime and she sees my face right away. Here you, you, sees you. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I caught cool. a little of that where it sucked because when I had my oldest son, my first son, there was we didn't have the FaceTime shit yet. There was a, um, um, we had a, um, um, whatever on the, the, I forgot what we used um, on the FaceTime, whatever it was we used on the camera, the the phone calls we used to do on the fucking yeah. the computer, whatever it was. But um, we like Skype I did, or whatever Skype, yeah, Skype was that the yeah. closest. Yeah. And then um, I, what I used to have was a camera over my son's crib with a link. I had to tap on the link and just stare at him. You know, it would just be a yeah, camera yeah. over his thing. And I'd be like, oh, look at him. And just, he couldn't hear me. And then I just yeah, stare at this thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Crazy. But um, yep. um, how old now the baby? Uh, six months. Oh, fresh. Gosh, he's still little, yeah. Fresh out the box. All <laughs> 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 right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, um. When, were you there? Did you were you there in the room? Did you come after? What what style? Oh you yeah, did? like my my wife. You know she, she uh, when we were thinking about having a baby, she brought up having a home birth, and and I was like, at first kind of freaked out. I was like, how do you even do that? You know, and like you got to have people the there drum. or whatever. No, the kick drum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she you know she did it a lot of research and we, and we met with a bunch of people and we, we decided to go for it. So we ended up having uh, a completely unassisted uh, home birth and it wow. was just me and my wife and um, her mother wow. who is a retired nurse. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so her mother delivered the baby and we just that's did dope. it like in the bedroom. It was just three of us. And wow, that's great. Pre yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's so. crazy. Did you uh did you cut the cord? I cut my son's cord. Yeah, I, I was like yeah. clank. Like, give me yep. that. I'll about to deep fry it and put it in a sandwich. No, but <laughs> I got my son's belly button somewhere around here. That's just like shriveled up like a little. Yeah, I actually I held on to it. My wife was like, That's that's gross, that's nasty, and it got all dried up or whatever. <laughs> and you know, I wanted to keep it. She's like, No, I'll just get rid of it. Yeah, like, like put it on your on your on your uh, drum key. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> on like, your tour laminate. Exactly. Yeah, like put it inside. <laughs> like it's funny when my son was born, the the, the nurse looks at me and goes, you want the placenta? And I said, for what? She goes, oh, some people want to eat it or plant a oh, flower. Yeah, no, like, you could have it. Like, I just want my son. Shit. Yeah, like, I just want my son. How about that? You, yeah. keep, you keep the jelly. Uh, I'll keep the baby. People and, making uh, smoothies and shit. <laughs> yeah, right? And now, and now you're over there. So I see this. This is dope toy. You guys in Lionheart. Who else is on the bill? I saw it's a full, a full like a full, or it's just you twos and, and the Opening bands yeah. changing every day. Uh, it's, it's four bands. Uh, Dying Wish from uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, uh, Get the Shot. They're from Quebec City. Yeah, yeah. They're and good. Then, um, they're dope. Yeah, and then us and Lionheart. Yeah, that's good. It looks like And then we're doing uh, a UK run at the end of this. We we got like a day off. Then we go to the UK. Um, yeah. So, that's yeah. Dope. That's dope. And and um, who are you doing <laughs> the UK with, with uh, on your own? It's uh, I'm fucking drawing a blank, but it's on the hat. Oh, last shit. wishes, last last wishes. Oh yeah, but but it's and your your boys. Yeah, from last wishes, uh, they're from uh, like Leeds, Manchester. I don't know oh. which one. I think Manchester. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're on it and. Despise. So it's a terror a, te a terror run for the UK, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. okay, that's yeah. dope. And fucking and and now, what was your you guys first did? the uk right your first time back after this whole pandemic shit right yeah I UK was that. like uk was pretty open and uh so we actually had a whole europe tour planned with um uh knock loose and 
Europe wasn't ready yet when the tour popped up. So we just did the UK section of it. Yeah. And I um, saw that. And then after, shortly after that, everything really opened up. So we were, yeah. you know, we're back, back in Europe like a couple months later after that. Yeah. I was curious because you guys, that run was the first run in our world where Europe opening up, the UK run. Because I remember being like, they're going. I was like, we'll see if they make it. Because we weren't sure if it would get canned. And then they were like, I saw you guys, oh, we're on the plane. I said, all right. And then I saw you guys yeah. chilling over there. Obviously, like everywhere. It didn't matter where you were. I know people were psyched. But how did that feel? Because you know, like I know, like we came up over here and we also grew up over there in Europe where you're at. So we know the vibes. How did the vibe feel there for being like come uh, the comeback after all this shit? It must have felt crazy. Or was it like normal? Because it's always great there for all our bands. You know what I mean? But did it seem like extra? Yeah, it's. I would say like everything since, you know, since coming back, it's been a little extra. It's like, yeah. but the first shows back, it was like, you know, totally, totally wild. And um, yeah. Yeah, you could definitely feel feel the difference. People just psyched to get out of their home and just, you know, go to a yeah. show. And, and likewise for us. Yeah. And you motherfucker, always, I know you guys talk, but you're everywhere. So on my other show, on the Hard Corner show, which we do every week, everybody, you know what time it is. I don't think there's a week we have, we, we put a flyer up that doesn't have terror on it. I'm almost like, yo, this is the terror news with a bunch of other bad shit. I'm going to start saying other things. Because literally... Oh, yeah. You guys are on everything, but you guys are, you know, which is dope. And I, what I'm seeing is, which is really dope, is finally bands like us, meaning us, you guys, us or whatever, are getting on some of these festivals and um, stacked bills in America, like the crossover bills with the metal shit, you know, which. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is some dope. of those bands, are, yeah, really, you know, popped off like like Knock Loose is one of those bands. that Crazy. You know, yeah, they, they sure. really. They really blew up and um and they're you know they're hardcore kids so they yeah. grew up on 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 madball and and terror even so it's yeah. like for them you know to take terror out it's like nope. yeah they're super psyched and for us to be able to play in front of all those young kids it's yeah, yeah it's been dope it's dope yeah <clears throat> and for sure and um that's i seen that and i was like because i remember um and it's funny with the with, with knock loose in general because when I first heard of them specifically, it was pretty funny. But I liked the story that I heard because this was right before they, I guess they blew up, blew up, but they were already you know playing, you know, selling out spots. But I remember catching them. Um, AF was playing, I think, in Poughkeepsie at the Chance, and somebody had mentioned something like, "Yo, um." Maybe you guys should go on before these dudes. And like they were like, oh, love. Like, yeah, they, you know, with respect. They didn't want to. They were like, yo, these are OGs. But I heard they were like, the promoters were like, nah, I think you better. Just because they were the, you know, they they were the, they were coming. You know, that was like an early yeah, stage of them, sure. which they ended up doing. And AF had a great show, you know, that and not, but then I said, Who is this? You know, I'm like, then I, I said, wow, the name is bugged out. I never heard of it. I didn't expect the sound to match the name because it don't match the name to me. You know, it sounds like, yeah, yeah they're hardcore kids, but it's a more metallic style. Sure, the name yeah. seems more like our hardcore shit, but the the, the sound is more darker metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, like tuned down a little bit heavier. Yeah, you know that style. stuff. So I like the that it caught me off guard. And then the whole shit. And then the next thing I know, I saw you guys doing shows and then I start seeing more shows and them doing good. But what I liked was, you know, you guys getting in there and I seen you guys killing it. Cause I'm like, anybody who likes heavy music, like the aggressive side of this shit, how can they not like all our bands? And now they have the chance to see it. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And, we, and we've always been a band that's, you know, we don't really have any ego about, you know, needing to headline or, yeah. or we like we like opening up for bands. And yeah. even if they're newer bands, they've been around for a couple of years. It's like, you know, that's a good slot to play right before, you know, main support right before a band. It's better off regardless of how long they've been a band. It's like we don't care. The we'll, we'll line is the best play spot. with anybody. Yeah, yeah the call, you know that I'm like, I'll take a co-headline <laughs> over whatever. Yeah. Well, that's the prime. Too. That's like his. That's his slot. That's the prime <laughs> spot because you know, like you know, you're like you got everybody. It's like one in the morning at the club is peaking. 
You know, everybody is at the club. Everybody arrived. If you're partying, you're partying. If you're dead, all right. That's usually the co-headlining spot. Now, the headline that got the end of the night, now it could be one of those after-hour nights, or it could be one of those nights hey, everybody's tired because the co-headliner yeah. ran them out. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's crazy. But, um, and um, what I was going to tell you, um, you did this, uh, you did some of these that did you do the Blue Ridge or whatever that one metal one in America in the states, right? Yeah, it was like Blue Ridge Rock Festival, uh, How, down in Virginia. What's up with those? Like those real, those style ones that you guys got to do. How were those shows for you guys? Because that's more of a real test on us outside our world. You know, sure the hardcore kids come out, but you know these other dudes they they have to watch. Your band too, you know. Oh, let's go check them out. We heard them. Yeah, tell, let's go see. How overall? What do you think the vibe was on those? I, it, I think it was pretty good. Like we, you know, we were lined up like kind of in between, like, um, like Kubla Khan, and um, they played. I think right before us, and Acacia Strain, yeah, and Stick Your Gun. So like we played on a stage where it's like you know a bunch of that, these bands that we played yeah. with already. A lot of gotcha. these. You know, the, the kids that are there to see those bands at least heard of us before. Yeah, so, um, yeah. It. So, you know, it wasn't too like weird out of the box. I mean, the stage down the hill or whatever is like Slipknot, you know, yeah. more, more metal stuff. But it was it was like a wide variety of younger kids. Gotcha. So. I wasn't sure. That's why I wasn't sure. Are they so they had more like the, the you know, the, the underground, the heavy stage. Yeah, it was I, like I wasn't a, sure. a pretty good mix of everything. And um, like what's municipal up? waste played, I think maybe the same day we played too. So yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I'm seeing a lot of those shits pop up now. And what's up um in Europe? You guys got to do where were some of the highlights? You got to hit some festivals, right? This year? Yeah, we did like you know like Hellfest was one of those the big oh, ones, which is always fucking crazy. Crazy. Um. Yeah, you know, so like all the usual festivals are like yeah. now they're happening, they're popping off, and people are like going nuts so yeah it's been really good and um yeah guys that's dope i'm seeing man i'm like believe me we're you know uh, i'm jealous of everybody i'm amped and jealous everybody's out there and i'm over here watching eating popcorn watching you motherfuckers <laughs> and and but i'm psyched that everybody it seems like everybody's killing it you know what i mean everybody's having an upswing and which is good you know the the the, sure, the, yeah. the, the scene always could use a jump start you know get the new kids and you know when you got packed shows it's a be better experience for the new people. They're like, yo, they see a packed show. They want to, I want to feel like that again. You know, yeah. let's, let's go again. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, that, that type no, of definitely show. feels like a good, a good, you know, mom some momentum, um, yeah. with, you know, with some of these bands that are popping off. I think there's just a lot of young kids coming into the scene. And, and so, yeah, Listen, I mean, every, that, this you know, everybody's reaping the benefits of these bands popping off. So, Listen, California with the drains and the, the scows and the gulches, which broke up or whatever. I know these motherfuckers because they were just popping. And you, you hear them and see them and it's like, oh, shit, there's like a bunch of them. Like, yeah. I already know about them. Like, they, I, I've, you know, I've, I've already caught doses of them because they've been jumping on bills and stuff. But now it's just that whole momentum of all that young blood, and which is oh, dope. Yeah. But it's like what I like, like I tell people. I think right now hardcore is it, it's in a weird but also in a dope spot again. Like, okay, there was a time when we were younger, we had, of course, the you know, the AF, the whatever, New York swag hardcore, the mad ball leeway or whatever. But then there was also, you know, the carnivores or the, you know, the the, the suicidal, that little, you know, like we had crossovers. the crossover. Then it became, you know, everything was kind of swag, what we are kind of that and with a little more metallic less of the old style punk rock element we were hardcore a hundred percent terror mad boy there's more of the hardcore shit but the punk attitude no punk rock in the music really you know what i mean it's just what it is and then don't, don't tell scott that oh yeah he could think whatever i'll tell him <laughs> because i know what it is you know it's the the feeling because you have that raw feeling so that's what i said i was like that's oh, the hardcore sure. shit, you know. It's the you, the punk rock is more the attitude, but then we we all added more metal. But now the metal changed. But now, okay, maybe now it's not. Back then we had Crumb Suckers Leeway, and then we had the whatever. Now we got the Knock Loose, whatever, and 
you have these other new California bands that got the more punk rock. Yeah, more punk influence. Which is dope, which this is what I like because you know me. I'm not the punk guy. I was never a punk dude. But I like that they were tapping into that because no matter what, that punk element is more one of the original ingredients if we like it or not. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So so to see young people tapping into the OG shit when we're kind of like even don't want to taste that too much, they're doing it good. You know well, I mean? It's also not so segregated, you know, like I feel like before it was like if you were leaning more towards, you yeah. know, the punk punk or old old school style, like you're only going to play with these certain bands or these you're only yeah. going to play, you know, these kind of shows. And it, now it's now it's all, it's all mixed like a bill would just be, you know, just totally stacked with all these different styles. And it's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like it's, it's one it's one scene. You know, it's like it's not all these different scenes. It's like it's all kind of combined yeah, into one I, like i root for that shit i like all the young bloods because again i'm like i now it, you hear the okay that sounds like you know uh not maybe they sound like but that would be the outburst in the mix like oh and that would be the you know the straight the 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 youth of today of the mix that would be the crumb suckers of the mix you know you we have all those elements again you know crossover that mean shit that detroit style punk that's what the punk Cali's doing that. For sure. Not the the beach punk. They're doing the the, the discharge <laughs> punk. You know what I mean? That the, sure, the, yeah. the English, you know, no waves to surf, just fucking, <laughs> you, you know, cold water. <laughs> fucking that punk, you know? But it's mean as fuck. I bugged out because I was like, damn, these motherfuckers, are, you know, if you like it or not, you can't say it ain't angry as fuck. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I like that. And I'm like, okay. You know, I, I'm so on the metal shit that I'm like, I forgot that you could be angry in that way again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always like that shit. Yeah. Like, you know, my, my other band, Piece by Piece, who's played with with uh, Madball before. Like, yeah, of course. You know, it's punk, super punk influence, yeah. super fast. But it was always it was always angry. Yeah. I mean, back, you know, kind of back in the day when we were playing, it was, there wasn't, it was a very... Uh, uh posy the scene yeah. that we were playing in was a very posy youth crew but we were always kind of more on the, yeah, the kind of angry the grit yeah you know? and, yeah, and so. with that being said that's what i was going to get into was the record because the record has that vibe because i know what vogel thinks why he thinks that punk shit because you know it's in our dna the element we all know that bullshit but the record has that attitude where the fast shit has that angry punk discharge attitude but it doesn't sound like discharge sorry vogel right it doesn't but it got it does have that attitude i feel it like that dirt that real gritty angry shit. so i understand what he meant and that's what i was going to say now i know you know you have a big part with writing riffs too i know on this record what was and i also know um homeboy was involved with it right um todd Todd, yeah, shout out yeah. to him. He's a fucking killer, sure. you know, as far as a songwriter, style-wise, and all that. So I know you two connect. You always connected. Was this also a big connect project for you two, you know, on this one? Like, as far as how you want to take the style for the new music? Because it changed a little bit. It's terror, but it got... Yeah, yeah. Like, grittier. I mean, sure, yeah, yeah. We, we you know... When we kind of linked back up with Todd, we were kind of doing some of these um, little fun projects during the pandemic and um, the garage then, stuff. Then, yeah, and we did like some like live recordings and stuff together, and and um, yeah, so we started kind of jamming some just you know original new new material stuff, and it was just feeling right. And so um, as soon as you know, we kind of all talked about it, and he was he was on board. We were, we're just kind of full steam ahead, but. Yeah, Todd and I, we both, we we played in a band together before Terror started, and mm-hmm. uh, we were we were kind of more. He he was originally from the Oxnard area, uh-huh. and I when I was first going to shows, that's where I was going to uh, most of my first shows was up in the Ventura County, Oxnard, um, you know, Ojai, um, and the scene was very punk influenced, real but a mix of like kind of this almost like street punk power violence kind of punk with mixed yeah. with like youth crew. So it was all 
not a lot of really like heavy stuff is all really fast yeah and aggressive and so me and him always always linked up on on that kind of style and you listen to the like the early terror records everything was like really fucking fast and yeah that was definitely you know inspired by just todd and i's like love for really fast aggressive shit so when he came back into the picture it was that's what i wanted to do i wanted to play some really fast um aggressive stuff and and um and and todd's like we're we're we uh we match up on the on the same page on so many things like yeah. you know he'll start jamming something and instantly i'm i'm feeling it he's he's like one of those people like i'm i'm sure you've had over your maddie you know, henderson's my music. my dude yeah yeah you just instantly link up it's like you know it, almost 90 percent of the time you're both feeling the same shit it's pippin and, and, and jordan i say you know you just have that that layout, yeah. you know, it's just that combo when they could you feel it. It's it's great when you do that. That's how it was with Maddie. Maddie yep. Henderson. If I had a riff, he had something to finish it without being planned. Vice versa. He had something. Yep. Like, Yo, I got something. It just, you know, always so cool. Page. Yeah. yeah, like after you know, we hadn't played together for probably fucking yeah. 16, 17 years. So it was like jumping right back into it. And yeah. it was supernatural. He would come up with something. And then I would have something to accentuate it or or transition to the next part. And we were both like, yeah, that's it. That's it. And so it so, just came together real supernatural. And yeah. um, uh, that's how we wrote the the the, the early terror shit, which is, you know, me, me, Todd and, and Scott in a room together. You know, it wasn't like, you know, you sit in your bedroom and write a bunch of riffs and then come to practice like, hey, I got this song or I got these riffs. It was we just we just jammed in the room until we came up with some shit that we were into and and whatever stuck you know and obviously the other guys jordan and chris they were sending in riffs the whole time which we ended up using a bunch of their yeah i know you heard that they got some stuff we were jamming yeah it's good that's dope when they you know it's dope when everybody could get something in there because you know how it is it ain't always you know it ain't always uh room for them to have to do what they could do you know what i mean you know how it is i know being one of the main songwriters back in the day i was kind of like not always i was way more close-minded yeah but it's also sometimes it's not needed it's more like i would use my players as i i'm, I'm gonna give it to you really chopped up and dirty you make it nice you know what i mean you finesse it but i'm gonna give For you sure. the, the, the you know the building block but it's dope when they could get their hands in there because you know everybody likes feeling like they did their part some people are content with just being the like what I do, look, yo, fix this for me. And that's big. You know, that's just yeah. as big to me. I'm like, at the end of the day, nobody sits there and says, unless I'm saying, I wrote that, I wrote that. People still think Maddie Henderson wrote everything. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm like, yeah. what's gonna come off? You know, what's yeah, gonna you, you just, you know, want the want the record to be dope. So yeah. however, however to make that happen, you know. And let me ask you this, Coach. So obviously, Todd, oh, with the nail stuff. Obviously, the noise, the fashion, that it's in him. He got that static style, what I call static. That's that punk, that crazy insanity. So, obviously, you want now, we know being song guys, you could do a Bad Brains fast. You could do an AF fast. You could do a Chromax fast. You could do a fucking DRI fast. You know, when we're talking fast. When you were doing this album, obviously, you what, what were... You would try. You were saying, "Oh, we want to do some more raw shit, like with the fast. We want to do fast, but fast like a discharge or whatever." What was like some of the key points? You know how it works. We always kind of have little ideas of kind of where we want to go with it. Because I hear something. It's there. It's terror, but I hear. Oh, you could tell. You 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 use sure. a different ingredient a little bit more. Yeah. On this I mean, I, I don't think we had like any any set idea like, you know, we, we want this song to sound like this band or, or yeah. whatever. I, I think probably what you're hearing is 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 uh, Todd's grittiness coming from writing nail songs. Yeah. And um, for sure. And and, you know, for him coming back to a more traditional hardcore, but bringing in that element a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we Yeah. We didn't have like any, you know, specific like ideas of what we want the record sound like other than just it being super uh just no no idea of 
production. We wanted, we wanted the production to be just like dudes playing in a room and just to have the energy there, you know, like, like we did plan to, you know, record to a click track or uh, add any overdubs. I think there's only like a couple guitar overdubs on the whole entire record. It was just, we wanted the record just to be super, super fucking raw yeah. and just straight to the point. And um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the grittiness that Todd brought in. Yeah. Um, matched with just us wanting to do a really fast, straight and to the point, hardcore record. It, it kind of just, that's, yeah. you know, that's what kind of came out of it. Cause it's definitely, you know, cause I know kind of when you were working on the last record, you had the, the, the other studio, you got the other guy, you know, it's a bigger deal. You know, it's a bigger production overall. You know what I mean? Going the more technical side for the album. You know, yeah. which, still, which still was a great album and, and worked out. Now you did both. Obviously, we like the raw shit. Of course, we like raw because we on feelings. You're a drum. I'm a bass player. At the end of the day, how it feels is what matters. Okay, you got both stock. Not which record you like more, but you went back to going the raw style a little bit more. And then in the last record, you kind of had more of the budgeted stuff. Sure. I want I your real, your real. Your real a fucking uh, 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 opinion on, okay, forget what came off more sonically. W what are you, which way you like, what you still feel was the wild style way or you like the comfort way? Because I like the comfort way. <laughs> I won't lie. <laughs> I, I get it. The raw way gets it across, yeah. but I'm like, I'd rather work harder in the nice spot to try to get what comes easy there. But I think we could get it. But I, I'm a comfort guy that I learned. But I know some people don't want no part of that. Yeah, I mean, I would say I'd probably go with the with the newer record just because I I, I even you know just comparing production and everything like just just the feeling of the energy like when I hear those songs or when we play those songs, yeah. it's just a little bit it's a little bit different, yeah. and I feel like we could play these newer songs in in any environment whether it's we're playing fucking 20 kids in a small little dingy club or a floor show at a vfw hall or if we're playing at a hellfest yeah. in front of 10,000 people i think the energy is there regardless um sometimes the more like like i i look at our record keepers of the faith that has some of these real you know big anthem style and, tracks yeah. Big songs, um, big sections for sure. Yeah. I mean, those songs pop off, but it almost, it requires a certain type of show for them to pop off to the full extent. Yeah, You know, like totally. it's, you know, playing some of these smaller shows, uh, a song like Keepers of the Faith with that is, that is real kind of slower, <laughs> straightforward driving tempo. It might not pop off the same as some of these like super energetic fast oh, songs. Oh yeah. So I love them both, you know. There's no, there's not a better feeling when you're playing, you know, one of your, one of your fucking anthem style songs in yeah. front of a huge crowd. Yeah, for sure. And people are fucking bugging out. There's yeah, no yeah. feeling like it. You know, everybody's singing along, everybody's fucking feeling it. But it's just a cool feeling when you're playing, you know, these, these, uh, you know, 45 second song that just has like fucking balls yeah. to wall energy. Yeah, and for sure. You could play it wherever. And it, it's it just it feels right, you know. Yeah, you know for sure. And this is something that you get because again, being a musician, people don't understand. Like to this day, you know, people come. Why does it matter, do Semperfy and these songs, which were those songs, which you saying exactly, big epic songs on the record. We would do them live, and they felt. I felt like we were Pink Floyd playing for ten hours, and people were just looking at us. This shit would never end. I'm like, when is this song gonna end? And why are these people just looking at us? <laughs> yep. Well, it's, you know, it's different. like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, it, you know, it affects like the set list. It's like, wh where are you playing? What's the show like? You know, so, you yeah. know, like, it, you know, for us, we just did this, the tour in the States with Knock Loose on certain shows. And then we had our headlining shows mixed in in between. And so we had multiple set lists. Yeah. Just, you know, just because the environment's going to be completely different. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's crazy how that works, you know, and how you got to, you know, people as a band don't understand that, how you got to juggle 
that it's different. Everything yeah. doesn't come off that way. You got to kind of work with what you have. You know, uh, the environment is big time with that shit. I'm I'm also like a studio head too, though. So I I love all the production shit. Uh, yeah, you know, like I love I love it both. But you know, there's it's it's such a cool experience when you're like in a dope big studio. Yeah, and you're you're thinking about all these production ideas of you know, the dynamics between the verses and the choruses and what layers you're going to add. And then when you get to the mix, all the different elements, like, I love that shit too. Yeah. You know, so it's cool. You know, I think, I think we've been able to kind of bounce back and forth between doing, doing records and, and all these different ways. Yeah. And it's, you got to switch it up. Obviously you can't do the same thing over and over again, but it's like, yeah, I think it just, it just, I think when you start writing the songs and it starts coming together and you start getting the vibe for the record, it's like, you'll know which direction you need to go when it comes to the going into the studio. Yeah, for sure. And when you started with this last, where did you, how did you record this last one? What was the whole, because I know you also sometimes do stuff in your house, then you do drums in one spot and you'll do guitars in another. What was the... Yeah, because I remember well, this, specifically this is, on the last one when you were trying to find, before you had Evitz, Evitz did one of the records, right? One of your records? No, we never. Guy? No, we never recorded with. Uh, there was one guy you looked for. You remember one of the guys? Was it the tracks East guy? One of the dudes you oh, knew? Oh, Tom. Tom Sores. Sores. It was Sores. That because yeah, I remember he mixed, he mixed a record of ours. Yeah, because I remember he when was a man he was. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But I remember when you know you were going for that. You were like, yo, I'm trying to find this because I'm trying to go for that. So you know, um, where did you end up doing this one? Like, how did you go about yeah, doing this one? It's pretty cool because like. So the, the dude that recorded this record and, and mixed it, um, his name is Matt Hyde. And, and I became good friends with him. I'd followed his work. He's done a bunch of crazy shit. He, he, uh, he kind of got his first kind of big, big credits he, uh, by working with No Doubt. He, did, he had engineered and mixed a couple songs on Tragic Kingdom, the big No Doubt record. Yeah, wow. And after that, he went on and he did, uh, he, did he started doing some more metal stuff. So he did a Slayer record. He did God Hates Us All. Oh, shit. He did. Uh, and then he did Hate Breed Perseverance. Oh, okay. Oh, um, all right. And, and then he, he's done a bunch of shit. And he, and he transitioned from the analog world into the digital world very nicely, which I think a lot of engineers and producers, they kind of struggled in that period. Yeah. And a lot of them weren't able to kind of, transitioned into the digital world and doing everything doing a hybrid of the analog yeah, of getting that flavor and going bringing in, it, yeah yeah and then going into the digital world and making it happen still so he's like a dude that i had always followed we got him to um mix keepers of the faith so that was my introduction to him mm. and he was uh, an la dude or living in la and had a, a home studio where he was mixing so i went to his home studio when he was mixing the Keepers of the Faith record in North Hollywood. And we became good friends out of that. And I ended up doing a bunch of work for him, uh, working on some records that he, that he was working on. And then I, when I started producing and um, more seriously and, and recording records, he, he let me utilize a lot of his settings. I remember, I think you told me about that, right? Yeah. His gear, his gear. And I would mix at his studio and he taught me, is like a an expedited, you know, pr- production recording engineer school that yeah, I went. Yeah. You know, it wasn't any kind of training, but I felt like that. I learned so much in this few year period of of working really closely with them. So since then, we've been able to really stay in touch and um, work together. Yeah, it's dope to have work a guy together. Like that. And yeah, so you know, he's he's. He's a big name. He's, you know, just recently had done a couple of Deftones records. And Dumb. so it's definitely like a dude, like, you know, you know, you know, you're going to have to spend some money when you're working with him. But I also had a, a cool relationship with him. So he was able to look out and make it worthwhile. Exactly. And he knew what we were doing. We were so well rehearsed. We had we played these songs so many times and recorded them at my studio. Probably fucking all the songs. We probably recorded them like five or six times. Yeah. And so when we went into the studio to record, he found a, a, a studio that had an old Neve console and all the dope mm. analog shit, super pro shit. And gotcha. we banged it out like we were we, we literally 
recorded the whole entire record, all the music, just the music, yeah, in three days. Wow, yeah, it was right. like boom, yeah, fucking just banged it out. And then he, um, Scott was at this point had moved back to Buffalo mm-hmm. already, so so Scott recorded his vocals in in Buffalo, sent all the vocal files. Uh-huh. And uh huh. And he just did that. At a, just a studio he had over there, uh, somebody's studio over there. Yeah, we'll record at the uh, King Size Sound Labs. Got you. King Size, yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's it's in uh, Glassell Park, like Highland Park in L.A. Oh, gotcha. And they have a few rooms, but like the big room, they have like a, uh, it's like the Neve 80s something console yeah, the, it's one, one of the consoles from the late late 70s i think yeah the and, neve is the shit we did that uh, that one record you know tim has that shit in the studio the og shit yeah. that's the shit yeah man. now let so, me ask you this so before you hooked up with him when you first went for, to him to mix the record you didn't know him right you met him you got you, no you, I, didn't, I didn't know him personally no and and, and did you um what, what what obviously i know you're you're a, a studio guy but did you go for him specifically or somebody brought up a couple of names and you were like, check this guy out, this guy out, this guy out. And then you say, oh, let me try him out. Is that how or no, you had him in your mind already? Yeah, he's a he's a dude that I'd always gotcha. kind of had been on my radar and I'd been following at the time. I don't know. Uh, you, you know, Paul Conroy. You remember yeah, Paul Conroy? He, OK, uh, yeah, he was out. managing us. Shout out to Paul time. motherfucking Con- Blue Belt Conroy. <laughs> Paul, Paul was a man and, and he, you know, we, we were uh, probably his smallest band he was working with at the time, but he, he always really looked out for us. He was uh, working with uh, Nor- uh, maybe not Norwegian, this, this Scandinavian band, a real big Scandinavian band, metal, crazy metal band that he was managing at the time. And, and Matt was producing and doing engineering and mixing the whole record. Um, Children of Bodom. Oh, of course. The motherfuckers. So Paul, Paul was like, I was like, yo, you know, we'd like, you know, I don't know how much this dude costs, but you know, he's working on the Children of Bodom record. Maybe, you know, he could put a, a word in for us. So he hit him up and was like, yo, would you, you know, mix this hardcore band on the side, maybe make it part of the deal with Children yeah, yeah, of Bodom yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Oh, and, and and so he made it happen. He, he linked us up. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because that's what I was kind of wondering, like, because I know some of these dudes, sometimes they'll take on a hardcore band because they got roots and they think, oh, it's cool for they do it for themselves to do, like, get back to the roots. Some of them don't want to fuck with it at all. And they'll yeah. be like, unless you pay them, you know, so I know how it could be. You know, and I and I was curious because I also know you had a relationship with dude. So I was wondering, like, when you approached him, also, obviously, it's still money. But was it reasonable without, you know, like I said, that was good that he what you, you answered it for me. He the way uh, Paul went into it, he kind of worked it in with a deal and a big package. And that's how you do. Shit. Yeah. And then now got you in. And now you have a relationship, a homeboy. And then, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he saw how professional we were we you know it's not like we didn't have our shit together yeah like the record was recorded and done really well so when we got it to him to mix it was a it was a really you know just smooth process yeah and and then now so. when now with everything now so what do you think now you did the last record and he did this record right so this record is the more raw record this record even like you went more but even that the cover it's just the more straightforward. You could tell the whole concept is just straight over, hit you over the head with everything. Now, now that you did this record, now, um, um, from the last record to now, all right, now it's different times also, right? Do you think that the the the, the crowd changed? Because why I say the crowd changed, not even that it got bad. It's still I see you guys having great shows, but you could tell. I see that young generation; they're a little older now. That's two, three years now. Dude. So yeah, it's, it's right? just it's, the cycles of kids, you know, it's like you never fucking know, really, you know, it's like that's, what th- that's the thing. It's like the kids that are coming to knock loose shows now, you know, they might, you know, be going to strictly, you know, like drain shows from now on. Exactly. And, you know, but then three years later, it's a whole new crop of kids. So it's like, yeah. It's hard to even predict what, you know, what, you know, what is, what it's going to be like in a few, a few years. It's like, you know, it's always changing. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane because I remember when you guys were, oh, oh, one of the newer bands, you know, like, oh, the newer band. Oh, forget you guys. You guys are not the newer band. They're older band. Now there's those, you know, exactly the drains, the all these bands. And what's bugged out for me, and it's cool because I'm, I'm watching it unfold. And I know you're bugging out. You could bug out on it, too, because you've been going to Europe long enough. Okay, now let's see. Because they're doing good. I saw a couple. But now they're going to finally start coming over more. The drains, the scouts to Europe. Doing the yeah, press. Okay. Like, how I is it going to cross over yeah, how's that? into and Europe? Not even like to nitpick, but because I think they'll do great. But I'm curious how it evolves in Europe. Because, you know, Europe is different. But Europe also caught up to speed than before. Now... That, you remember it used to t- it used to be the joke was oh next year it's they'll ten, get it now it's yeah, like next ten, week they'll ten get years, it ten now is now is tomorrow they get it you know what I mean yeah they yeah. all hip with the shit like it still know? takes it still takes Literally. a little bit it's interesting because it's like like we played with Knock Loose in Europe uh, diff- yeah. just a few months ago and it hasn't completely caught on in Europe yet yeah, like yet. they you know we're um, they played before us yeah. in Europe, where it's like there's no way in a chance we they would play, yeah. you know, before us in yeah. the state. Yeah, States. It's, it's just like a whole. Yeah. So there's still, I mean, it, I'm sure just a year or so, and it, it's going to be massive for them over in Europe. But it, yeah, it still takes a little, you know, a little bit of time for it to. Yeah, for sure. Really and cross I, over. I, I, I'm also looking at those other bands why i keep saying like the scouts or the drink because the knock loose is from the new tier those are the top you know you got sure, the code yeah. orange the knock loose those guys are doing the big willies they you could tell they're already getting in there you know now you have the grittier bands you know if it's a scout or the gold they broke up but that style coming up i'm curious how europe would yeah, have got yeah. them because the style like a band like gulch i'm like that's europe you know that crazy fall on the floor punk roll on the wooden floor <laughs> get splinters in you kind of break a bottle on your head you know it's yeah that style angry and that's total journey I, I hope it pops off yeah. i mean i i me too Dra- drain is one of my favorite favorite current bands they we've toured with them a couple of times yeah not only dope on stage but super some of the coolest dudes i want to get them on the podcast yeah i like straight the up. They're, they're the shit and yeah. uh out of, out of all the newer bands, they're probably my favorite. Just you know, on stage, off stage, and yeah. and uh, they started going to Europe. So I, I I don't know. I think it's I think it'll pop off for them. But also, I think the the mentality is a little bit different with some of these newer bands as far as um, touring. They don't. I don't think they tour as much as mm, like true. we did in the past. And I, I don't know if that matters. It seems like. You know, maybe some of the success that that you know, Madball had and Terrors had in, in Europe, I think it's because we toured so much. We went over definitely three or four times a year for like, you know, 15, 15 20 years. years. That's exactly yeah. where we've all been. Though. And so it seems like that's the reason why the shows have been great for us in Europe. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe this day and age, maybe it, you don't need to tour that much because I know yeah. that they're definitely not touring for sure on that it's same different. level as like we did but i hope there, i hope it pops for them for sure that new generation is blowing up america like they're drawing in america more than it was happening five ten years ago with american bands you know there was nothing in america you know what i mean like as far as a, you know a proper hardcore tour it was like it was gonna be hard like you know to have even with you guys with the, the sound of fury the big west coast hardcore you, you know that's doesn't happen here. You know that. That doesn't. Yeah, that's that's cool, why right? everybody's still loving that because it doesn't happen in America. Yeah. You, you know, and Europe has been happening for 20, 30 years, but over here it doesn't. But look at and that was a, a real hardcore show. That wasn't a oh, festival with a up. bunch of hardcore. You know what I mean? That was a hardcore yeah, fest. Yeah. Outdoors, it had the numbers, the whatever, all on what we just saying, the gritty bands with the metallic, with the whole what we just been talking about. And I'm saying now. What you're saying, I could kind of see where, you know, our bands, we we loved going to Europe because we, we you know, the scene was bigger. Now these people have their backyards, their scenes are growing. Yo, Cali's bumping for these bands. You know, you go to Seattle, well, it's bumping. They go right outside to a Vegas, it's bumping, you know. It's, yeah. you know, so they might, you know, I hope they don't, 
um, forget about Europe because they'll be missing out. Yeah. I, lo I love coming to Europe. You know, it's like it's home. Man. Like Germany's like a second home for for Absolutely. me. You know, I, I love being there. I love the culture. It's like yeah. when we first first started going there it was like hate it I hate this fucking bubble water fucking vegetable you know how um, it is vegan yeah. ve We're... vegan chili <laughs> me like, americans hated, we are hated it and now I, I like love i'm like a connoisseur of sparkling water now i go to germany <laughs> i'm like every region's got their own sparkling uh, water yeah. and i'm like uh, no what's what's the local shit i'm oh, like oh yeah you know how that you know? is before i was like what are they giving us we're gonna yeah. eat this weird thing now. We're like, where's the schnitzel? Where's the spetzel? Oh, where's the this? Oh, Bus the Busky would get so mad. He, get, you know, <laughs> somebody gave him a, a bubble water on stage. Oh God forbid! He'd be, he'd be throwing, he'd be throwing <laughs> bottles of water all over the stage. So mad at everybody. I know, I know, yo, I love it. Yo, there's, there's these. Right. I don't, I don't know what country it is. Maybe it's Switzerland. They got this water. It's in a box, oh. and it's like it says. Uh, it almost looks like it says carrot. It's like K A R A T uh, or some shit. Uh, but Busky for real, they were giving us, the, you know, these waters on stage. Busky for real for a whole like year thought it was carrot juice. They were giving us carrot juice. <laughs> yeah, he would never like, drink them. He would never. He's like, why they keep bringing like, us carrot juice on stage? Like, like Busky yeah. hated it. You know how that is when we first get there. We're, exactly. What is this? What is? And then we've been there so long. I'm like. You know how that is. Same thing for us. Like, this is the longest I've been away in 28 years. You know, Madball since 93, 94. We've been going to Europe, estimated three times a year, ballpark, you know, sometimes more, yep. whatever, but estimated three times a year since 93, 94. Whatever. I got whatever the math is. You know, this is the longest we've been away. So I bugged out, like, not, yeah. see, you know, Rob, like, I'm used to seeing Rob, like, seeing my neighbor. Yep. You know, and I see Rob yep. as literally, I see, you know, those are like, Rob's my boy, not just my team, that's my boy, but I see him more than my boys that I lived with in my same yeah. city. You know how it is, because you sure, work on family for sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then I'm like, I bug out, and I'm like, wow. Like, I I caught myself saying, I wonder how I'm going to feel when I get there. Like, I literally want, like, forget, I played the shows already. I did one of the first shows yeah. back. I got the dope. Yeah, feeling in the dope, but I'm like, to be in Europe where, you know, it's special yeah. for us, you know, for all it's, our I men. mean, it's probably like for you, like, you know, I don't know how often you go back to New York City, but it's probably something like that after Absolutely. living in Florida for so long. It's like when you go to New York, you're like, yeah, it's weird. It's this comfortable feeling, but you're also like, oh, fuck, I haven't been here forever. You yeah, know? you want to do everything. Let me go to go to Berlin. Let me go to Cortex. Let me go to here. Let me go to there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that, that whole shit. And um, right now, what city you're in right now? Uh... Lyon, France. Oh, yeah, Lyon, France. We've been playing Lyon since back in the day. They have a fucking yeah, old dope. scene there. Yeah. Yeah, they used to have the Super Bowl of Hardcore there. In Lyon, oh, France, they used to be like a, a Super Bowl of Hardcore there. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, I feel like that we played recently. I don't know if it's the you know, same organizers, or but there was a... It was in a different city in Rene, Rene or some yeah, shit. Ren, yeah, 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 Ren, yeah. We, it's all that Ren, same. Yeah, we... We played there this summer. We played the uh, Super Bowl of hardcore and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and, and and you got this run. And what's 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 the what's the deal next? Where you go from here? Uh, we got a couple months off. Really, we're we're doing oh. um uh, a festival and a show in L.A. in December for the Children Fest. I saw that. And what's that about? I saw that's dope. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Our buddy um, Nate. Uh, who sings in Zababa, he, uh, he's been doing uh, this, these toy drive shows for a number of years. I don't know. It seems like almost 10 years now. And e every year uh, it's gotten a, a little bit bigger, but it's a toy drive. So everybody buys tickets, but to get entry, you, you have to get the ticket and bring a toy. So everybody yeah. brings a toy and then, and then he yeah. donates all these toys to kids and That's it's dope. fucking dope. But um but this year, the, the lineup is is stacked for sure. So we're doing that. And then the same weekend, we're flying out east to um, do a show out in um, uh, Philadelphia at the um, – what's that spot? It's it's in Reading, PA. Oh, yeah. You guys it's, are uh, doing – I saw that. You're playing – that's a stacked bill. You're playing on, on Reverb. And, yeah, Reverb. And, and Reading. That's that's the yeah. club. That's, that's, that's like Chris's AF, club. Fucking Life of Agony and – 
that's gonna know, be a dope show. You're gonna have a good one on that. That's gonna be dope, man. That's a yeah. that's a stack one. Life agony. So yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, those are la the last two shows of the year, and then we're still waiting for some uh schedule, you know, confirmation for next year. But yeah, so and we, got, we got a little bit of time off. Yeah, and what's the so right now? You go home, the baby, right? What's the plan with the baby? Are you getting well, any sleep? She is <laughs> crazy. She slept like almost all the way through the night since she was born. Uh-huh. Um, so we got pretty lucky with that. Um, so she sleeps pretty good. And wait she's actually she's wait she's got tons of out. Wait till the teeth come out. She's got she got two little teeth in the bottom. So oh, all right, she's trooping. Yeah, you're lucky she's, not. She's got tons of energy though. So when she's up, it's like you got to do stuff to stimulate her and and just oh, keep yeah. her busy. And but then she wears herself out. And then she got to get her into nap mode. So it's yeah. like you know, it's it's just 100 percent on throughout the day until she knocks out at night. But yeah. uh, I've been waiting. The, so she's old enough to do the the jogging stroller. <laughs> so. Yeah, so when I get home, it's like she's you know she's over six months now, so I'm gonna get the get the jogging stroller when I get home, so I can take take her on runs with me. So that's what I'm looking a, forward to. That's good. Home. So you're you're still doing that, the running, you're doing the trail shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, shut up, ten minutes. And um, and uh, my son, yo, we live in the motherfucking house oh, yeah. over here. You know how it goes. And um, yep. no, so you're still doing. That's what I was wondering if you were still doing the crazy training. The the, the you were doing yeah, the, the, yeah. the hikes mean, through the mountains and all that shit. Yeah, for a while I was doing all these like races and you know, so I kind of had all this this crazy schedule of stuff I was like training for. Now it's a little bit more, uh, you know, just just go with the flow. I, I stay in shape, so I still do something every day, but, but not it's not this like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Str strategic like training like. Before I was like, you know, if I had a certain race coming up, I had to do, you know, all the specific training for it and shit. Now, yeah, now you just kind of work out for to work out. You know, you do it to. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. It's like when I'm home, you know, with the baby, it's like it's it's hard to to fit in time to to do it all. So I end up not working yeah. out a lot when I'm home. I go on walks with with uh, with her all the time in the morning. You know, so we'll walk five or six miles with her yeah. strapped in and everything and she loves that shit so i think she's going to be into doing the the jogging stroller so that'll be a way of, you know for me to be able to run when i'm home yeah, with her yeah. and bring her along and i you yeah. know i i looking forward to like you know being able to go on doing hiking with her and stuff too yeah yeah that's but, cool shit when you could take them you know like that because you could get your your workout in and take care of them. Me, that's why I got to be at the gym at 5 a.m. That's where nobody bothers me. You know, the, you got yep. because there's no time when they're awake. You're too busy yeah, doing yeah. everything else and shit. Well, that's, that's why I tell everybody is like, you know, there's like there's so much going on when I'm home, you know, taking care of the baby and everything, taking care of shit um, that now when I go on tour, it's like vacation. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I believe you, you can run. You can run as long as you want, whenever you want. It's like, you know, you find yourself just like, what should I do with myself? Right I know now? you. you know, why like you think I, I say I'm jealous? Yeah, I'm not just yeah. jealous of the shows. I'm jealous of just being fucking free to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. But then when you find yourself not knowing what to do with yourself because you're usually too busy, you know, it's like weird, that's, I you know, find myself doing that. You never that. thought about that before. It's like, and yeah. and and, not that I don't want to be home with with my baby and my wife. Of course, it's like, there's no, there's nothing that is you know you can exchange for that time. Um, but when you're on tour, you find yourself, you know, like, it, fuck, like, I can do whatever I want right yeah. now. I, we I need to decompress to... because, again, yeah. you know, we're with them 24-7. People forget even your parents, even if they hated work, they got away from the element and came back. You know, we got everybody. We're humans, you know. Even the, the, your, your, your lady, she got to get away from it. They got to, re you know, you got to decompress and come back and take care of business. But yep. that's what makes parents, I've, you know, yeah. learning how to decompress. It's yep. a, a secret, you know what I mean? Well, that's, you know, when I get home, it's like she's been home with the baby 24-7. Yep. So when I get home, I try to take over, you know, make up. Yeah, take over, you know, like, oh yeah, you know, whether it's when I get up in the morning and I could go and walk 
go on a walk for two hours. That that's two hours she can get up, take a bath, like make herself breakfast, like yeah, it's like you know whatever she needs to do. Straight to up, do, to, to to feel good. That's what you got to do. But that's what's called being a parent. I'm glad. I'm psyched for you, Nick. I'm glad that you have. I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, and I'm glad I'm hearing what I'm hearing because that's what it is. You know, people that uh, uh um when you ha have a kid is easy, but when you're like thoughtful on how you make it work, it shows that you give a fuck, and that's what you need. And and the longer we give a fuck for our kids, that it keeps us alive longer. That's the only reason I I do what I do is to stay alive longer, so I could yell at my kids longer. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's like, but. I'm glad you were able to jump on and talk some shit. Nick Jet, anything you want to let uh, the people before we out of here? The world is listening. No, I, I ain't got nothing to say. You know, just whatever. <laughs> shout out to shout out to everybody who, you know, comes out and supports Terror after all these fucking years. It's crazy. Shout uh, out yeah. to to Madball and and everything that you guys did for us. And you, you know, know you, you, you guys gave us the blueprint of how how to do what we do. And and you know, so it means the world for us to you know what's up. You guys are fam. respect to you guys. You guys are fam. You know what's up. And we still got to record something eventually. I got some music ideas I want to do. We're going to talk later. But Nick Jet, everybody, Smoking Word Podcast. Yeah. Make sure, yeah, you know the deal. Make sure you go check out Tara. Listen, this is coming out on my Patreon first, and I'm going to drop it next week to the, to, the, to the masses. But go support that Tara shit. Go get everything Tara. And if you see Nick Jack, go get him a coffee or some plastic candy because he's stressed from that kid and he likes plastic candy because he's a redhead. Oh, dude. Uh, actually, I thought about that. I was going to tell you. I was like, <laughs> my baby girl, she's got she's got red hair already. Yeah, I was like, yo, so Hoyer's going to be like, you know she's going to love the plastic Plastic candy. candy, the gummies. You know, right away, she's like, gummy, gummy. But now I know what to get for Christmas. But good shit, yo. I'm psyched for That's you. Funny. One love to you. Your, your family, to Tara, everybody, one love. Yo, we out of here. One love, Nick. I'll hit you later, right, brother? Peace. Yo, we out of here.